Please listen carefully. And now, live from a commandeered radio tower in Nunya Business, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys stuck in the back half of a two-person horse costume, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. Mikey over here. And today we continue our series called Head of the Class. Head of the Class. We are taking the D and D. Sorry, we're taking the D and D. It's great. We're taking the D and D rules cyclopedia. Yep. And looking at the classes in it, and then we're doing a thought exercise where we're thinking of fictional characters that would fit into said class, and then we're ranking them as we would want them on a team that we're building, a party that Be- we're building. Because it's fun, and building a party is great, and you should join in and play too. So. Uh, so we'll far, we've done. What have we done so far? We've done a magic user yep. and fighter. Yep. And today we're gonna do thief. Thief. Thieves and thieves. The thief class. So in D and D, the thief class is all about dexterity yep. and sneakiness. Yeah. And pickpocketing and lockpicking and all those fun things. And a party without a thief on a dungeon crawl, you're done for in my mind. Yeah, because you're just waiting for a trap or something to befall you that you don't see immediately see coming. Yeah, they find traps and all that stuff. So I'm going to let Mikey go first this time. <laughs> Mikey, what is your number three on your list, if we're going to do it that way? My, my, third, my third draft for my thief yes. party team. Mm-hmm. Well, this was hard because we, we were kind of talking. When you think of, like, when we were doing fighter and wizard and stuff, you could think of, like, wizard and basically picture up like a mental image of oh, right. Merlin, the you yeah. know, wizard. Pointy hat, yeah. moons and stars. Same with fighter. You sort of get the Conan ideal, mm-hmm. you know, dude in a loincloth, big muscles, doesn't really speak well. Mm-hmm. But when it came to thieves, like, like there was no immediate mental sort of, oh, that's a thief. Mm-hmm. Eventually it came to Robin Hood, but we can get into that a little bit later. But for mine, the first one that came to mind, even though it doesn't really strike me as a typical thief, my third pick is going to be Danny Ocean. From Ocean's Eleven, <laughs> which which version? Which suave actor version? No disrespect to the Rat Pack. I don't want to put anybody. I don't want to hit put out on me by the mob or anybody <laughs> in Vegas getting mad. I do love the original with the Rat Pack, but I am going with the Steven Soderbergh reboot that was played by George Clooney. I know Brad Pitt, all those guys. I'm telling you, George Clooney. That's a that's a toss up between was Sinatra, was Sinatra the one? was he the he was the one? Yep. Um, of course, old blue eyes. Of course, old blue eyes is the head of the pack because he is the head of the pack. Yep, man, but that's a that's that's an interesting road we could go down all day long. I think. Yeah, Clooney versus Sinatra. <laughs> I'm. I mean, if you're looking for two like super cool yep. alpha males, there you go. The ladies want to be with him, and the guys want to hang with him. Like they're, James Bond, but but cooler and suave. Yeah, there's the the both of those guys tippy top of the list. I think. And well, I guess you well, maybe Danny Ocean isn't particular to the D and D rules. Like he doesn't have a one handed weapon. <laughs> he isn't he isn't very slight, but he is very dex based. Like he doesn't it's all about his smarts and his, his know how rather than his strength, you know? Mm-hmm. And He's it is George Clooney. So in Hollywood, <laughs> in Hollywood world, we're like, hey, that's George Clooney. But sort of what they do in the movie is they play up the fact that he is sort of an everyman, a nondescript. He can sort mm-hmm. of get where he needs to go. Yeah. 
But he's my master thief for third pick because he always knows the score. Yeah. He always knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. He always has a plan for when stuff goes wrong, which it does because that makes the movie exciting. Mm-hmm. He knows how to put together a team. He knows how to work with that team. He knows how to use all the, the skills and traits and strategies of all of his team members to pull off the master plan. And this isn't just a thief plan. We're like, oh, we're going to get even with somebody. No. Danny Ocean says, hey, we're going to knock over casinos. Not one, not two, but three casinos. And I need 11 guys to do it. Ah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a master thief in my opinion. <laughs> he is indeed a master thief. That's a great one. That's the f- whole fun of this exercise is really like expanding your mind and stretching the edges of yeah. what we're thinking because cause, cause my number three is like, oh, I, I had no creativity at all. <laughs> well, lay it on me. Who's your number three pick for a thief? My number three is Garrett from the Thief series of video <laughs> games. Hey, just because he's in an appropriately titled medium doesn't mean it's, it doesn't count. The thing about you said when you were thinking about it, who popped in mind, and we eventually kind of got to Robin Hood yep. as an archetype of a thief. Though he's still not really, he's more of a highwayman, <laughs> True. which is kind of a still kind of a thief. But and he's got the bow and all yeah. those kind of things. But he's not what you, what you think of when you think of a D and D sneaky thief. He, yeah, really. he just, he just has the classic line of steal from the rich and rob, or steal from the poor and give. <laughs> steal from. <laughs> I'm all backwards. He has the classic line of steal from the rich and give to the poor. There it is. Uh, Garrett also does has that too. Okay. In the Thief series, I can dig it. The so the the reason why I, I thought of this wasn't just because it was obvious. It's because the Thief series is a, a, a video game that I actually enjoyed mm-hmm. in a genre that I dislike. Okay. I I really don't like the the sneak around video games. I think there's lot been lots of them. Yep. There's been a handful. And generally, I dislike them greatly. Okay. But the one that I played specifically was was 2004's Thief Deadly Shadows. Okay. Would you play that on? On the Xbox. Oh, hell yeah. I think that was the Xbox Xbox. Yeah. Not the one. And that I really enjoyed it. They were calling it a first-person sneaker because <laughs> you, you could play it first person. But I, I liked it because... It was there's a lot of those sneaker games that if I keep thinking I'm talking about shoes. Yep. There's a lot there's a lot of those games where you can only accomplish the missions by being sneaky. Okay. But this one allowed you if you needed to to start taking people out, yep. as long as you hid the bodies right, there you go. You could take care of it. So you so you could take things in your own hands as long as some sort of thief aspect was maintained. Mm-hmm. I can dig it. So Garrett's the classic thief with the bow. The thing is, he has different kinds of arrows. Like he has a water arrow. He can knock out torches to make it darker. Oh, that's awesome! Hide in the shadows, and he has like a moss arrow which will pad the ground for him. Hell yeah! So it, it's kind of cool. So he's got the bow. He's got the dagger. And he's sneaky and black. There's a thieves guild that was in there that he left okay and he has a mechanical eye uh-oh is it a thief side does it help him out in his thievery yeah cool it's, all, it's great for video games oh yeah because I, I guess that explains his like the heads up display or anything like that yeah, stuff like yeah that's stuff great like that. it's really neat so it's a lot of fun he's he's well ranked if you look at when video game sites do the best heroes yep, and yep. video games. He's all he's often on there. This okay. character of Garrett, 
because he's kind of the anti-hero. One Empire magazine called him a medieval Han Solo, so how can you not? <laughs> it's right up your alley. It's right up my alley. So he's fun. He's an archetype. He's he's definitely a Dungeons and Dragons yes. thief. Classic. Straight up. There you go. But that's why I put him at three, because he's unimaginative, but I love the character. I love the game. Okay. It's a lot of fun. So I, my, I have not I have not played the game, so that's something I'll have to go check out. That adds to the thief point though, sort of went under the radar and went unnoticed <laughs> for being really good. I can dig it. Even the game itself is quite thiefy. <laughs> I'll match you one for one with a little bit more of a classic thief. Uh mine is going to superheroes, but we'll we'll sort of stick with our fighter loose rule of no superpowers, but that doesn't really apply to thieves. But in this case, I am going with Catwoman. Catwoman. The cat burglar extraordinaire. Yeah, well, I don't think she has powers, though. And she does not. Well, I mean, there are weird, because it is a comic book character, Mm -hmm. there are weird, like, origin stories done by other people that are offshoots where there are some instances where Catwoman gets powers, but I'm doing like you did, sort of an amalgamation of all all Catwomen into the ideal Catwoman cat burglar thief. Well, the classic Catwoman, really most of Batman's villains, because he doesn't have powers, they yeah. really don't have much in the way of powers. Yeah, it's usually some craziness or personality mm-hmm. flaw or, yeah. or mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess for Catwoman, hers is she is a thief, but she's sort of a thief with a heart of gold. She's a cat burglar. Yeah, sorry. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> she is a cat burglar. Uh, uh, calling her a thief just sounds too a little low-grade. So. <laughs> she is the my pick for cat burglar. Uh, that's often foiled by, I guess, her love for Batman and her sense of justice that comes out even though. Mm-hmm. That, that's why she's a good team player, because no matter the job you throw at her, she's going to get it done, whether it's for, I guess, good causes, bad causes, as long as the pay is right. Catwoman sort of around. But like your Garrett, she's got a bullwhip. <laughs> she's got uh, hand-to-hand combat skills, yeah, but yeah. that's about it. I mean, she's a gymnast, super flexible. You got that skin-tight bodysuit. Cat suit, sorry. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, she works with Batman, so you know she works with high-level guys doing mm-hmm. high-level profile jobs and can handle it. Now, as far as Catwoman goes, I picture like Batman the animated series. Oh, is that I was, is that the one you you picture the bat the cartoon? Yeah. Or, or if or second runner up animated. Sorry, cartoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cartoon is good. <laughs> And then to tie along with that is Catwoman from the Batman games. They did a really good job with the character mm-hmm. in that as, as well, where she is like a burglar and very skilled. It's not like Michelle Pfeiffer or Halle Berry, where they sort of just... I don't know if you remember the old Batman no. Catwoman, Catwoman movies, but in Batman, they just made Catwoman this crazy secretary later that right. gets powers from an Egyptian cat god. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Was that... Well, so... If you had a pick, though, if you yes. had to pick an an actor or actress, yep, portrayal, portrayal that looks the most like her, or that you prefer, it doesn't have to look someone that you prefer the most, and you can even go back to the original yeah. campy. Okay, Eartha Kitt, then. <laughs> <laughs> I pick Eartha Kitt, Catwoman, with her modern day skills. Awesome, <laughs> that's great. There's nothing wrong with. There's nothing wrong with Catwoman. Yep. At all. She said, but that's my pick for second. <laughs> so that's great. My pick for second is I'm stretching a little like you stretched Danny Ocean. Yep. I'm stretching a little. It's more of an assassin. I think if we're talking about thieves, the whole concept is as long as you can get away with it, it should be all right. right. <laughs> more of an assassin okay. than a thief. 
But as we know in later Dungeons and Dragons, assassin is in the thief class, yep. rogue class. They all sort of meld into each other. It is the lovely and dangerous Arya Stark. Lovely and dangerous Arya Stark. I love it. Arya is one of my favorites. And we're, usually when we talk Game of Thrones on this podcast, we're more talking about the HBO series than the books. Yep. No offense to everyone who loves the books. <laughs> Myself included. I love the books. Yeah, the, but the the portrayals on HBO, I would say, are the more... More visceral, more yeah, and they're done so well. Yes, if if you if if you don't if you're one of those people who's like books, 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 <laughs> and this series is horrible, yeah, you're you're missing out. This it's it's good stuff. Oh yeah, it's a it's good stuff. So, Arya Stark, well, where do I start with Arya Stark? <laughs> now, let me start with why I didn't put her at number one. Okay, because Arya Stark is the kind of thief that is played by your friend who's very mischievous and likes to cause problems sometimes and kind of go <laughs> off the... <laughs> you know who I'm talking about? I, I, I because, do know the player you're talking because about. Because yes. she has her own agenda. Very much so. She has a list. A list of names. And she's a stone killer, man. Yes, very she's much so. She's a stone so. killer, which is one of the good reasons why she'd be great in your party mm -hmm. because... She can handle herself. Okay. She's not going to be hiding with the mage behind your fighter. Yes. She's going to mix it up. Oh, for sure. In there. Yep. And she has that ability that she learned from no one. Yep. Wait, no one? <laughs> yes, no one. <laughs> to uh, to change her face. Now, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's magic. I don't know what exactly that is. And I know it's this is what kind of stretches the basic D&D &D thing. Yeah. But it's something she learned, and I could easily see a DM letting a player character learn that ability. Well, and then, uh, yeah, and you know what I'm saying? And even in the show, there is that whole sort of montage aspect before like, it becomes supernatural. She goes through the training of, like, make sure no one notices you, do this without getting caught, you know, learn these skills to become invisible. And then it becomes, then it starts diving into the supernatural. But even still, she knows that sword fight. She knows how to, she's spry, you know, she knows how to get around and. She's got a needle. Uh, needle. That's a perfect thief sword because it's like unassuming. It's like, oh, look, a little needle. And then everybody that's made fun of her sword has ended up dying by that sword. I know. And when she fought Brianna Tarth with that was a great scene. And portrayed by Maisie Williams, who is just a delightful girl. Uh, fun to watch. She's, <laughs> she's fun out there on the social medias and stuff. Yep. But I'm telling you, she's a stone killer. <laughs> Baking Walder Frey's sons into a pie. I mean, that is that is that is stone cold. That's the thing. That's that's the reason why I didn't put her at the top. Because yeah. that to me is like <laughs> that's the the PC where you're you're worried like you know I'm going to cast burning hands on the wall. <laughs> you know it's, it's, what yes. are you doing? Yes. Yeah, she's okay on your team as long as the goals match up, and as long you know, you got to make sure that you're keeping her happy. <laughs> Otherwise, you're gonna end up on that list, and uh, something's gonna go wrong. I know it's gonna be like you think you're talking to someone else, but she's <laughs> changed her face. That's hilarious. The next thing you know, you're eating some relatives in a cake. It's not. Oh boy, that that faceless man stuff in Game of Thrones, though. That's the that's the coolest crap. Especially for thieves, because you're wearing somebody else's face. That's like uber thief move. It's I like, know. I'm just gonna be some other person. She'd be really good at that stuff, though. She is lacking in some of the 
trap detection, lock picking skills, or maybe she's not. We don't really know what all her training is. I mean, if she's baking people into pies and sneaking into dinner That's parties, true too. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. she knows she knows when to murder, so yeah. she's got the timing and stuff. Down. I think you're right. I yeah. don't know. More and more, we argue it. I think. Thiefier and thiefier are yeah, you? I think she is thiefier and thiefier. I am biased though, because her hanging out with my fighter pick the hound is probably the, the coolest yeah, relationship in that is. entire show. It's a great relationship. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, there, there's that <laughs> image online. If yeah. you want to go look for it, that's hilarious. <laughs> Aria and the hound dressed up as Calvin and Hobbes. Wonderful. Uh, your second pick sort of ties into my last, my first pick, uh, mm-hmm. along the lines of wearing faces and being a con man and an assassin. Mm-hmm. My pick for the ultimate thief is a character named Locke Lamora. Whoa. Yes. <laughs> probably not familiar. Hopefully there are a few people out there who are like, oh, that name. But if you aren't familiar, and you probably aren't, you should be by going to read the book The Lies of Locke Lamora, which is the first book in a series called The Gentleman Bastard Series by Scott Lynch. Hmm. These are some excellent, if you like Game of Thrones, if you like Eye of the World, if you like the King Killer Chronicles, this is another series for you to check out. But the main person in question is Locke Lamora, who is a little bit Robin Hood, mm-hmm. a little bit Danny Ocean, and a little bit Arya like we're talking about. He's nondescript. He's of average height, average build, brown hair, brown eyes. You know, wouldn't know anything about him just looking at him. But was born an orphan, was raised by a guy named Father Chains, who is a blind priest, except you find out later that he's neither blind nor a priest. (laughs) And he's actually the head of a thieves' guild who has a lair underneath the town, and he raises these orphans to be his thieves. Oh, that's like that. That's like that. What was that that show? What show? Wasn't that Jessica Alba on the show where they raised orphans to be, like, super spies or something? That's not Dollhouse. That was that Joss Whedon show with Elijah Dusky. (laughs) Jessica Alba as Thieves. I don't remember that one. Okay. Hey, sounds are from the brief description. That's right up my alley, though. I'll have to go check it out. Sorry. Uh, Tangent. No, it's all good. (laughs) Jessica Alba is a worthy tangent. (laughs) Uh, But Locke Lamore, he's great. He's a thief who is trained in the art of thievery from a master. So he, he gets his discipline... But the way the world is set up is this is a fantasy world, kind of Shakespearean times, you know, low medieval fantasy, your basic Londonish town. Mm-hmm. But there's a peace between the nobles and the rich people and all the underlings and everybody else that says, you know, we'll take care of each other, don't rob from each other, and everything will be all right. Because what's going on in the underground is there's mafiosos and mob bosses. So... Locke Lamora's enemies, he's like a Robin Hood in that he's stealing from the nobility, mm-hmm. but he's also trying to screw over the mob as well. Like, everybody is fair game. Oh. So any above, anybody above him, is is there's no fish too big, no job too big. And Locke does whatever he can to take care of it. He knows, like Arya, he knows how to wear makeup and disguises. He knows different accents. He knows different voices. knows how to use all kinds of different weapons. knows how to cook. He's like a James Bond in that he's prepared for any situation that you put him in. Whether it's dark and seedy or rich and noble, he puts on the outfit and he's good to go. So my kind of con man, my kind of thief. Wow. I feel the lesser for not having read this. <laughs> is, there, is it a series of books? It is a series. Lies of Locke Lamora is the first one out of seven, I think. Or seven. Planned. Yeah, there's only three of them out, so oh. don't get too scared. There are three books out, but it's one of those planned seven. So it's current. Yes. Oh, neat. Yep. And the first one is a sort of a contained episode. It's like Ocean's Eleven where it's 
you follow along with one heist and then everything goes wrong as all heists do. But then you get to find out, you know, how it winds up. But the series continues. He goes from being a thief to a thief pirate to a, a thief wizard. It's it's pretty great. So <laughs> multiclassing. Yeah, that that's what happens later in the story, and why I'm keeping him in my party. So if he develops into a multi-class user later, I'm already prepared for it. Fun. But yeah, go go check it out. The Gentleman Bastard series by Scott Lynch. Gentleman Bastard. Uh, highly recommended. How can you not like a name of a series like that? Yeah, there you go. That's fun. That's a good one. Yep. So my number one is actually from books, too. There you go. It's this little fella named Jack Dawkins. Jack Dawkins. That sounds familiar. He's also known as the Artful Dodger. Ah, uh, yes. Now, I have to tell you, this is kind of this is kind of a personal thing. I love Dickens. Okay. I love Dickens' books. I've read most everything that he's written. And I just I saw an opportunity to, to stick some Dickens in the pod. There you go, <laughs> class it up a little bit. I can <laughs> head of the class. We could use some class. So I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna read the passage where Oliver Twist meets. I am all ears. Please do the Arful Dodger. So Arful Dodger is an Oliver Twist, and he's a little street tramp. And this is Oliver Twist meets him. One of the queerest looking boys that Oliver had ever seen. He was snub-nosed, flat-browed, common-faced boy enough, and as dirty as a juvenile as one would wish to see. But he had about him the air and manners of a man. He was short of his age, about 10 or 11, with rather bow legs and little sharp, ugly eyes. His hat was stuck on the top of his head so lightly that it threatened to fall off every moment, and would have done so very often if the wearer had not a knack of every now and then giving his head a sudden twitch, which brought (laughs) it back to its old place again. He wore a man's coat, which reached nearly to his heels. He had turned the cuffs back halfway up his arm to get his hands out of the sleeves, apparently with the ultimate view of thrusting them into his pockets of his corduroy trousers, for there he kept them. He was altogether a roistering and swaggering a young gentleman as ever stood four foot six <laughs> or something less in his bulgers. That's great. A four foot six little man boy. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, instead of a, a, a man child, he's a child man. There you go. Four and a half feet tall. <laughs> so the neat thing about the Artful Dodger yes. is he's this little pickpocket and he's small, got those deft hands. There you go. He's the he's the leader yep. of this group of pickpockets. Okay. By Fagan, is that is that his name? Yeah, that, that's right. Oliver Twist Fagan. Yeah. I wanted to say Finnegan, but then I'm thinking of Awake. <laughs> Finnegan's Awake, that's a whole... That's way too classy. Uh, Can't whole, talk about Joyce here. <laughs> that's a whole different thing. But he's. It's, it's just so... It was just a fun thing to think. I was thinking, like, who do I want in my party? Yeah. And who do I want as a thief? That's, that's the whole point of this exercise. And it would be so fun to have <laughs> this Dickens-era <laughs> Dickens boy yes. dressed like a man... Yep. Who's going, he's going to talk like this, right? <laughs> he has to talk like that. <laughs> he does. Right? <laughs> and, yep. and and I and his pickpocketing skills must be insane. He's the head of them. Yeah, like, he's, I mean, the, he's the head of the pickpockets. Yep. And he's small. He can get into small places. He's, he can get, I, I'm sure he knows how to pick locks real well. Yep. He's, he, I know he's got the skills, detecting yep. traps, because the constables are already, always after him. Yep. And and he's funny too, though just the way he is, because he acts like he's a man. And when he finally gets spoiler alert book that's hundreds of years old, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> he finally get he finally gets nipped. 
right? Yeah, he yeah, he yeah. finally gets mm-hmm. nicked. And, and, and he gets, the, and assumingly sent to Australia. <laughs> Where all convicts were sent <laughs> yeah. back at that time. Back yeah. at that time. Uh, which which is interesting, but it's just so funny that when he's in front of the judge, he's he's like, "I'm an Englishman. I have my rights." You know, he's like, <laughs> he still knows what's good, even though he is a, a criminal himself. It's it, it <laughs> it'd just be funny because I'm now I'm really thinking now that we're deep into it, and I've built this party. Yep, where I've got Neville Longbottom. Oh, it's a consideration. Now you have to. Th- we'll have and to start I got thinking. Brand of Tarth as a fighter. <laughs> then it's this just little, little boy with the little dirty with a top bat and hi. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's he's perfect. He either uh, provide he provides the witty, clever comic relief, right, smart ass right, remark, right. or he starts stealing people's stuff when they start getting out of hand. He's like, <laughs> "You don't need this. You've been ejected me. This is mine now." I just. It, it, it's just a great character. All of Dickens' stuff is is brilliant. Very me. much so. Here, here's and my random question about Dickens. Did you read Dickens in school, or did you go back to Dickens afterwards, like on your own? No, I read Dickens in school. Okay. It was one of the, there was a few things that I was made to read in school that yeah. actually clicked. I got you, and Dickens and was Dickens one of was, them. I think Great Expectations was probably what they had us read. Yep. Um, among, Probably more than that, but there's a few things I remember that, in another tangent, there's also, they had us read Fahrenheit 451. Yep. And that was one of those assignments where they gave us, I don't know how many weeks to read, and I read it in like a day and a half. <laughs> You're like, I'm done. It was so good. So I, that was the same way with Dick and stuff. But, uh, yeah. That's only interesting. Uh, I'm the exact opposite. I couldn't stand reading it in school. I was like, oh, Dickens is the worst. And then I finally, like, after reading more, I was like, oh, I get why Dickens is good now, like, after the fact. So I also love Christmas, and <laughs> I, I, I love A Christmas Carol. And you love a little thief in a top hat, and, and man's trousers and jacket. Just that error, that that dirty, nasty Dickens error, which seems like it's kind of horrible. Yep, it's kind of dark. Yep, it's what's I think when you, people are thinking of steampunk, that's kind of yeah. the, what they're thinking of in a way. That's what they're pulling from the beginning of the industrial age, sort of Victorian era stuff. Yep. But he managed to pull this charming. He's like it's almost like. The, the pavement, dirty pavement with a crack in it with the flower growing out of it. Yep. Dickens' stories are kind of like that. I got you. This era where everything's kind of grim and nasty. There's little nice flowers <laughs> in it, you know? And we are we do seem to be picking some good flowers because Arya is a, is a flower in a really dark, gritty world. I, I don't know, know about Garrett. I know, but gosh, yep. she, Arya turns into like a Venus flytrap, though. <laughs> But she's, I mean, she's doing it for her family, so she's got noble reasons. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Danny Ocean's kind of, I mean, he is a criminal, but he's a smooth criminal. No offense to Michael Jackson. <laughs> so, yeah, the Artful Dodgers are my number one pick. That's awesome. So what's your party look like now? My party? Well, for my thieves, I pick Locke Lamour, mm, yeah, Danny yeah. Ocean, and then... Uh, Catwoman. But Locke Lamour is your number one. Yep. So oh, so oh, just the number ones then. So, yeah, yeah Locke Lamour is my thief. Mm-hmm. Number one fighter was Rocky Balboa. <laughs> so I got Sly Stallone just holding down the gym, you know. Wearing some gauntlets. Yep. He brings the coffee when we, and donuts when we have meetings. And then my head wizard was Willow from Buffy. That is a, that is yep. a, that is a fun 
party. I'd be it. Now I'm, I have to draw like a comic or something to see how they would come along or something. I'm, when we're done with this, we're, we're going to have to get our Photoshop skills going or our yeah, illustration yeah, skills yeah, going. Yeah, we yeah, got to yeah. we got to draw. We got to show at our parties and put that up on the yeah, Instagram. Team mock-up photo op. What about you? Your number one picks for me? Run them down real quick. Oh, I got Neville Longbottom as my uh, wizard yep. and Brian of Tarth as my fighter. Yep. And, then, and the awful Doja. Oh, that's great. Is, is my thief. <laughs> I wonder if Neville's going to give him a hard time about his accent. Be like, that's no old British people talk. <laughs> well, all of, all, of, all of my three have British accents. Oh, they all get along. It's yeah, my, mine's got Jersey, well, technically Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, Philadelphia Italian, however you want to classify that. Uh, California high school girl. <laughs> and then medieval fantasy, almost British Londoner, maybe. <laughs> ah, I'm excited just picturing it. I love it. All right. Well, hey, join us, everybody, and tell us who you would have in your party so far. Build your parties. Tell us about it. Yeah. You can let us know on social media at Assuming Pod. We're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. You can also Gmail us, assumingpositions at gmail.com. And we want to thank Jazzar for our music. We want to thank that guy for doing our announcements. And we want to tell you to have a nice day. A nice day. Toronto Maple Leafs? <laughs>